I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. Episode 217 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with. Are you frozen, Matt? Matt, you're frozen. I'm not frozen. I just look frozen. I might be. Oh, there you go. (laughs) You know, I think I'll get. I, you know what? I may wander a little bit closer to my Wi-Fi, just, uh, you know. So All right. I guess we always got to deal with this Zoom stuff, this exception yeah. with this freaking COVID stuff, you know? Correct. Hey, so, listen, um, it's, it's Gorilla I'll take Podcast. take a little walk towards my Wi-Fi. There you go. All right. Ooh. Matt Camacho. Thanks for having me on, Jimmy. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Bass player. For uh, Bay Area legendary band Forbidden. And um, I think after we talk about that a little bit, um, I heard you on Zetro's Toxic Vault. And I definitely, if you don't mind, I want to talk about what you do now because I find that shit fucking fascinating. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, um... Boy, back in, uh, I've been doing that. I've been working in the cemetery industry since uh, back in, uh, wow, like since like 1997. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when Forbidden was winding down, um, I was fortunate and a little unfortunate because I never had a job. I just played music and toured and stuff. And uh, when it came down to get, when Forbidden was kind of, when you know thrash metal was kind of an ugly term back in the late nineties, mm-hmm. uh, I think Forbidden's last show around that time we played in front of like two hundred people. You know, so it went from like big theaters or big sold out clubs to that. So I was kind of left with okay, now I got to get a job. I used all my. I'm going on tour next month, or what little penance I got, you know, just to cover bills and stuff still the greatest time of your life, you know, without any responsibility and stuff. Yeah. And a friend of mine, I was like kind of depressed because I was like applying at like delivering pizza and delis, you know, because I didn't have any work experience or an education because I was also a high school dropout. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so uh, my friends all, hey, man, uh, you know, I sell mausoleums for a living. It's one of my friends who had long hair down, played in a local band, right? Um, right. Well, was he so, in a death, was he in a death metal band? You know, he he wasn't. <laughs> um, he was in this band called Level, and uh, he had super long hair. So I felt like, okay, if he could do it, I could do it. And he kind of like brought, like, kind of snaked me in, and uh, he's like. Yeah, dude, if I, I'm going to go to this guy's house. If I sell a mausoleum, I'll uh, give you $1,000. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, but 
I ended up going to this guy's house. He wasn't home. And the next day he's put me in some training class to sell pre-need cemetery property. That's and, so bizarre. Uh, how, many, yeah, yeah. how many mausoleums are there to sell? Well, uh, you know, there's those like community mausoleums, graves, crypts, niches, long crypts, uh, cremation plots, urn gardens, headstones. Yeah. All, you know what I mean? Oh, since I've sure. been doing it ever since 97 and uh, been able to be kind of quite, a li- I mean, pretty successful in my career because I've worked with a, like a lot of famous clients and where I work at is I've worked at like three of the biggest cemeteries in the last 25 years in the East Bay, a, a you know, part of the San Francisco Bay Area. So like we're the most prominent, the most busy, 1,200 cases a year on, on a lot of these, a lot of these places. And um, but when I started up, like I actually it's knowing a friend from a friend who got me hooked up at this. Uh, I went through all that sales kind of stuff, but got my experience. And it was kind of uh, you know, calling families after someone dies and offering them pre-planning packages. And it, it was, I wasn't good at it. I was like, yeah, dude, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, it was like, but I didn't know any better too, in a way. Cause I was like, I had no work experience. So I, no one told me calling people sucked. Yeah. So I would be that's like, got, and I, that's I, a tough situation, it. man. Yeah, that's the worst I, scenario to call someone. Right. Right. And, uh, but, but I had no fear and I was all, okay, what do I got to lose? And I was having fun and I did end up, you know, selling. And then I got, promoted into what they call family service and that's where you meet with just you meet with the families when someone dies so i got out of the pre plant you know so but at the same time i still make my most of my living selling follow-up pre-need packages and i've been doing that ever since 97 and during that time i went back to school i got my college degree i went to uh i got a uh law studies degree and I was uh, applying for like law schools got accepted to a few took the LSAT so I was going to be an attorney and wow. uh, <laughs> and then the forbidden thing started up again the, the when we did the reunions yes. back in 2008 and that, that was like it literally I got a job worked for a few years and then started going back to school and it took me seven years to get my GED and then go to junior college then transfer to St. Mary's College. So I went to a decent college and, um, you know, with the intention of going to get my law degree by the time I'm in my early 30s, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so old. I'm 27. I got I have no education. I have no nothing. Right. Right. Like here I'm I am so like, old. 25 years later. Right. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 So you, you think that stuff in stages, you know, like in certain mm-hmm. times of your life where you're you're like, oh, fuck, uh, you, you, you know, tw- at you know, you know, when, when I was younger, I thought, you know, the turn, you know, when the 2000s started, I would be in my early thirties. I'd be yeah, like, Holy dude. shit. I ain't going to live that long back yeah. in the forbidden evil days. You know, they were, you know, like I thought crazy. the same thing, dude. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember sitting in like the second grade doing like a little math problem, trying to figure out how old I'm going to be in 2000. And I was like, I'm going to be 24 years old. I'm like, wow, I'm going to be old. It's right, right. insane. Because you're just a kid gone. Can't imagine that. Right. Yeah, responsibility. But forbidden really just kind of like <laughs> it put me, um, which I'm I'm grateful for every experience I've ever had. But um, I by the time that forbidden was done on that first run, mm-hmm. I was like, 
<laughs> I need a job. I need to go back to school. I need to, so, so I busted ass for like 10 years before I, um, you know, working and going back to school and spent about seven years to get my degree. <laughs> and really all I could do is kind of spell a little better, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, yeah. uh, it, all the money I spent on my education and shit, but, um, it ended up, I ended up getting a good job in the cemetery. Department. So, uh, I worked there for 10 years and was transferred to another place. in uh, that's also in East Bay, but where I got to work with a lot of the who's who, a bunch of <laughs> Edwin Peace was one of my clients. who was like one of the attorney generals. Wow. And, uh, you know, so, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I got, got, uh, got a lot of work experience and, um, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask, since this whole COVID thing, did you see a lot more yeah, yeah, people you know, coming uh, in? It was, it was kind of strange because um, the funeral home that I work at, Funeral Home Cemetery, uh, we do about 900 cases a year. And when COVID started, the whole, all the way from <laughs> March of last year, Till uh till about November, we only got five cases. So what? I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like and then suddenly it like blew up that like that second round that we started getting uh, like one weekend we had 15 COVID cases over the weekend. Oh. And now we have a big we have a big refrigerator truck there. But for some reason where I lived in in Contra Costa County over here, um, it didn't really affect anything until like about halfway through. Right. So, so then that was going gangbuster. And now we've had weeks where we're talking about returning the trailer. So, so, so I think in, a, in the next week or two, the big refrigeration trailer that holds like 60 extra bodies. Jesus. Was that thing so, ever yeah, full? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, that's the thing is I work on the cemetery side and believe it or not, I'm kind of like, I don't like being around the dead bodies. I never, <laughs> I mean, I, like I rarely have, I go into the mortician area or rarely ever go into, uh, you know, uh, so I kind of say I see mostly caskets and you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I coordinate everything that goes on outside. Gotcha. No part and stuff. Yeah. So that's how I've been making a living the, um, the last 20 years. It's been pretty good. Been able yeah. to I find support it my family and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because there's not too many people that that I know that do shit like that. And I, I'm a it's, it sounds weird to say, but I'm a fan of cemeteries. I walk through cemeteries all the time. There's, I mean, there's one right here in Brooklyn, Greenwood Cemetery. It's like the, one of the oldest and the biggest in the country. And it's, you know, it's a landmark. It's and like dope because it's all older shit. That we oh, have it's out of that so dope. It's fucking yeah. beautiful, man. There's so Old many famous. And yeah. Oh yeah, there's so many famous people. Everybody from like Albert Anastasia to Bill the Butcher is in there, and mm. there's so many fucking people. The Wizard from the Wizard of Oz is in there. There's so yeah. many fucking people, bro. But yeah, there's all Civil War shit, and it's 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 beautiful. It's huge. I've been there. I don't know how many times. My mother is in there, but I've been in there so many times, and there's still things that I just come across that I've never seen before. It's gigantic. It's beautiful. So I'm a fan of cemeteries. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like I always was, whenever I'd be on tour and stuff, I'd love to go by old places. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they don't have a lot of that on the West Coast, but I did work at one that's been here since 1863 and had a lot of the famous people from like, you know, California history is really young. So it's only 
you know, like from the 1900s on, some from yeah. the mid 1800s. But yeah, so we don't get a lot of that cool stuff there. But uh, I got a chance to do a couple of those walk-in mausoleums and uh, yeah. crypts, or where people buy family plots and shit like that. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, man. Designing the monument stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Crazy. it's been an interesting career. I've got a lot, of, a lot of cool stories, a lot of cool. Uh, I've met a lot of people. So. I'm sure. All right. So now, I. I've said this, I've had the opportunity since I had this podcast to speak to a lot of people that I'm grateful to speak to because I'm an, a metalhead. I was a metalhead since I listened to my babysitter when I was like nine had shouted the devil and fucking stay hungry. And it blew my mind as like a young kid. And then it went from there. And then I got into all the thrash and it was some something about all you guys, the Bay Area stuff, because I'm also a headbangers ball age kid. You know what I mean? So, but you know, obviously no internet and anything like that. So it was magazines and headbangers ball. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I picked up and I still have, well, I rebought it on eBay because I don't know what happened to the original, but I found out I've seen pictures and, and stuff like that. And I've heard of forbidden, but then I picked up, this oh yeah yeah i remember that yeah yeah dude and this was my introduction to forbidden violence and so many other bands yeah so i break this out and like i had craig lacicero on not too long ago and Mm. you know i had almost all the violence guys i had jeff becerra on so I break this, I break this thing out because this was like my, you know, my introduction. So now you, right, there was several demos that you guys put to put out before you joined the band, right? Um, uh, there was a couple. There was, yeah, there was a, um, I believe there was a demo, the Endless Slaughter demo. Yes. And then there was uh, the Ruthie's recording but I don't know if there was a second demo. Gotcha. Uh, you know, there might be a lot of tapes lying around because yeah. there was a lot in those days, a lot of underground shit. Were you but, in any um, bands before Forbidden? Uh, yeah, kind of. I was in a in a, uh, a garage band where we were trying to play like the heaviest thing we did. Uh, of course. Now, now I, I access for a reason. What was the name of the bands? It was really dumb. No, no, actually. They're always really dumb. That's why I love it. The name of the band was Transom. Transom? Yeah, Transom. Oh, Transom. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was funny at at the time. All I could remember was us being, you know, still in high school. And uh, it was my first band I was ever in. And one of the guys came up with it. I remember looking up the actual word was uh was was like a window over it is what a transom is and uh dude it's like like hypnotize them transom and we're all cool right on you know like that's (laughs) awesome like like at the time i thought it was great yeah it was like you thought it was like deep yeah 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 (laughs) love it 
right, go on. I, I always have the edge because a lot of people are embarrassed. They're like, oh, that name sucks. It's like morbid existence or some crazy, you know, trying to be exactly. extra crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it, it was pretty bad. And we, but I got the taste of what popularity was like because uh, I was kind of, you know, didn't have a lot of friends. And then when I met a few friends with long hair when I got to high school and saw another friend in backyard somewhere. Your wind is killing it. Your wind. Yeah, you're, you're like, you're almost silent. Oh, shoot. Okay. No, now you're good. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So, <laughs> no worries. So, yeah, so I wanted to, uh, to get in a band at that point from when I was, like, about 15. So I was trying to play guitar like everybody else. And uh, I'll go inside from here. But uh, so, so I was, um, you know, fucking got in this first local band where the, there, there was two guys that were better at me than guitar because I could barely play a few copies. Right. And, um, and so they got me on bass. So, so he, and the one guy had a cool bass. So I got grabbed this big old ripper and I'm like this skinny little kid, you know, and, um, I played in this band where they had to show me all the songs. I kind of learned to play with the guitar. And, but what was cool was we were all still in high school. Mm -hmm. So you find out when you're in high school, remember the parties, the, the kegger parties and the all parties. If you're given free beer, like literally hundreds of people show up. Sure. That of course. With, dude, it was like badass. So, so <laughs> I'm like yeah, fucking playing in high school and my heaviest song that I could play was like Run to the Hills and Iron Maiden. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and someone had to show me how to play that. But I was, uh, in, uh, we're playing these parties. Like there was this guy's house, that long driveway with a barn in the back. So there was literally hundreds of people there. And, um, and so it was cool. I got my, Oh dude, this is what I want to do the rest of my fucking life. So yeah, I'm like, walking. Ace, man. Yeah. 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 And then I, then I, you know, I got real serious. I started walking around with my base everywhere. And <laughs> shit. But then what I was cool was I thought our parties were cool. And I started hearing these rumors about forbidden evil. Cause like, First off, I was like playing with a bunch of guys that were more like spandex and dressed like this. I always had long straight hair and always wore just jeans and a t-shirt with yeah. Metallica Exodus fan. But at the same time, they were all this totally, but I knew what was going on in that scene. You know, like I, I heard because, you know, Ruthie's in was going on. Yeah, man. Where, where like Metallica and Megadeth and all were playing a few years earlier. So I, I knew of all that, yeah, but I wasn't in that scene yet, you know? Yeah. And I always wanted to, I was always into way more heavier shit. So I was telling my friends that and I heard about Forbidden Evil and I went, oh shit, that name's fucking hella cool. <laughs> and then I found out that, that Craig was in the band I had a run in with Craig just for a few months when we were in high school. Cause I got transferred out there. Long story. You know, my mom and dad live in different cities and that's where I met Craig, but then I got kicked out of that high school. So I knew who he was. Right. right. And I heard about these band forbidden evil that fucking house got destroyed when they played like literally 
the walls got knocked down from the circle pits, right? Nice. Yeah. And, yeah and word they, travels around about, about that. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Shit. And then they played a they played a hall where uh, like uh, thirty cop cars showed up and beer bottles fly, and it made all the newspapers and shit. You know. Yeah. So you're all. I knew about this band, right? And then uh, this girl that I knew was all, "Hey, man, uh, fucking." Uh, come down and see forbidden evil practice. And I'm all, hell yeah, I'll go with you. So I went to their band practice. I, I don't know if you saw that I posted something online. I was playing, do you see that little playback of his yes. dead? I did yep. on Facebook. Um, so it reminded me of the most amazing experience. I, one of the most amazing musical experiences I ever had. It was like, I walked into this room and it was Rob Flynn, Paul Bostaff, and Craig Crazy. writing a song. Yeah. And like, uh, and fucking that the shit was fucking heavier than anything I was around, except just wanted to be part of that, you know? Sure. And, uh, and you know, fucking Rob and Paul have gone on to sell like millions of records with Machine yeah. Head and Slayer and shit, right? Like, so. Yeah. So, you, you know, if you think about that later, it kind of made me think about how probably cool that moment was because there was something real special with those guys. Yeah, right? but you didn't even realize it in the moment because they were just local knuckleheads. Well, actually, no, I kind of did realize it in the moment. That's what made me go, fuck, these guys are sick. Okay. You know, I realized that. Like, I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be something beyond super special later. Right. But, uh, you know, so I, 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 I was going to try to get in the band. Like another funny story, but there's a lot of them. I'm, I'm sure. man. I mean, I mean, yeah. you've been, you've pretty much been in the band the entire time for the most well, part. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like my first gig. So I fucking, uh, I get in about a year, maybe eight months later to a year later. Yeah. And they're all, dude, we got, we're playing with Laws Rocket, Suicidal Tendencies, Legacy. His legacy ah. is not Testament yet. Yeah. In two weeks. Fuck. In two weeks. And I'm like, the pressure is fucking on, bro. Dude, and I hadn't learned any of the songs. And uh, they're all, and I was, to, you know, totally telling them I was better than I was. Because, you know, how I had the long hair, hella skinny. Yeah, they wanted me in the band basically because I really looked cool on stage, you know. <laughs> long, long, stick straight hair. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the set, the plane was kind of secondary, which which became a problem later because Bo Staff is Bo Staff's all about the music, you know. Like, and Craig was kind of cool by letting me get by, just you know, fucking playing with a guitar, you know. Yeah, and. uh you know, so then, um, and then uh, when Tim Calvert got in the band shortly after the first album came out, that dude just used, I, I just partied a lot from that point, and Tim would help me yeah. with the songs, like right before we recorded them. <laughs> and then, uh, nice. then it was like, it, it, I didn't really start trying to get better till later. And okay. so, so, but at that time, I'm fucking 21 years old, you know, and like Forbidden's Hell like on a upsurge popularity for just a couple of years. So yeah. it was pretty fun. So I was all about more about having fun than learning how to play a lot. Oh, you know? fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. You're, you're a fucking kid, man. Of course. Totally. 
totally. How was it? Do you remember when you first went into the studio to record the record Forbidden Evil? I do. You know, like, I know when you reached out to interview me, I wasn't fucking, uh, you know, I haven't done a lot of interviews. Like, we get a lot of requests for, like, podcasts and things like that. I'm sure you do. And, uh, and uh, but just recently, I figured I think I should probably talk about some of this stuff. You know, people would really enjoy it. You know? Yeah, man. You know, so I, like, just kind of over the years have, like, really avoided. But in the last, uh, maybe just you had reached out and I didn't, I ignored it like all the other ones. And I'm glad that you did. Cause now I'm like feeling I'm going to do a little bit more of these, you know? Yeah. Um, man. And, and you know what? So, I also, I also wanted to reach out, like, like I had Craig on and I wanted to reach yeah. out to you because in my opinion, I think it's, it's a tragedy how, this is my opinion, how criminally I think underrated and unsung forbidden is. I know that there's a, there's a big follow. I know that, but for some reason, I feel like you guys are criminally underrated. Yeah, well, you know, I think so too. When I recently, when I started musically wise, anyway, but there's a lot of reasons that could be made partially our own, plus, you know, partially timing, partially, um, you know, the direction that we might have went in and different different things like that, the tours that we were able to get all play a part in it. And inevitably, as all these circular, these times go by with all these bands, you notice like there was thrash metal, black metal, then the Seattle scene, and then this fucking, you know, then black metal came back. And yes. it was like, you know, all of a sudden, 2007, 2008, for people wanted forbidden to play in front of thousands of people. Right. I was all, holy shit. So, yeah. So, so, you know, it was hard during the time because we were up for a lot of tours we didn't get. And, um, we started, you know, some of the decisions that were made, you know, uh, just had a lot of consequences and ramifications on where you're going and, right. and, and what comes up. And then, I, I remember we were getting ready to sign a big record deal as all these record companies were we were negotiating with and fucking Nirvana smells like team spirit came out. Oh, all the rec- major record everything. companies disappeared. You know, it was, it was crazy how that was like, boom, just like that. Yeah. But um, and then at the same time, I'm grateful because we fucking rode that tail end of the thrash scene of that 80s, early nineties. Yeah. That was fucking the last tail end of when record companies had money. Oh, yeah. They were just handing out money hand over fist. Like, you know, they supported your tours and you got merchandise money and uh, and, and all that stuff now, even from bands that sell a lot of records and play in front of a lot of people. I don't see that stuff. And from what I've heard, it doesn't really go on anymore. Not really. You get stream money for money from streaming. Like it's it's and and that's uh, I heard laughable kind of stuff, Ugh. but yeah yeah so so um it's it's pretty interesting. We came in the tail end of that, and you know forbidden evil part. You know I remember that when we were went in to record, and here's another fucking funny story. That album for I I I think got a a lot to do with one of our producers making me sound 
pretty good on that record. When I listen back to it now, it's just kind of like fits in there. Even the sloppiness and the it, it just makes it, you know. Sure. And uh, but when we got into the studio, we were so like naive. Like we had only re- recorded a demo before we went in there that you know where we had some experience tracking and doing drum, you know, all that stuff. But when we got into D for Evil, we had we did the whole thing in like two weeks. Wow! Rusted uh, all the vocals almost pretty much in one day. One day through, and then some overdubs, and all this fucking. But when we got in there, it turned out I didn't. I wasn't playing a lot of the bass parts right. Oh shit! And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so because we didn't do like pre-production because we were like playing a lot of shows like the whole year before and. And a lot, but but I didn't really think of getting down to the fine tooth of stuff. Right. If I was to record a record, I would want to know every fucking note before I even walked in and recording this. Sure. You know, and that wasn't even a thought. It was like, oh yeah, 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 you know, and like, so I get there, and one of the producers, like, uh, we we signed to Combat Records like two weeks prior, and we were like in the studio like right away. Nice. And they set us up with John Conaberti, who like just produced the Joe Satriani album, mm-hmm. Aliens or something, and yeah. had done like a bunch of punk bands, like the Dead Kennedys and shit and fucking. Sure. So he was pretty, and he just looked at me and just kind of laughed. You can't play that shit like that fast. Like there's bass lines can't do that. Like, and, um, the guy, the co-producer had done our demo. So he kind of knew what we were about. And, but so he would walk out. He was like almost because he almost was trying to get Craig. And um, I mean, he suggested that Craig or Glenn should play bass on the record. Cause I wasn't playing the parts right. Oh shit. So Craig took me down in the basement of the studio and started showing me the songs while we were on like, <laughs> and back then it used to be like a thousand dollars a day in the studio. You know, ah. it was like, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, but the record so, label is picking all that up, so it's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. Fuck it. It was, it was. And, uh, you know, I mean, that shit came out fucking raw as fuck. And, um, you know, I had to do a lot of tracking, like punched in and out. But it was, it, that that album was fucking pretty sick, man. Like, yeah, uh, it still is. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, when it's kind of cool how it got remastered, too, to crank it really loud. Yeah. It's got this really high-end treble that fucking hurts your ears. Yeah, Pretty man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is all clickety-clankety, but it's it's kind of cool at the same time. It is. It, 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 like you said before, it fits. It, it, it works. And fucking... Mm-hmm. And twisted into form is, like, still in rotation for me. That shit is ridiculous, yeah. that record. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that one, yeah, it, it, it's kind of cool, man. I think that one is really underrated as well, but it's kind of getting its due, you know. Like, yeah, I, I think I think nowadays, I think it. nowadays, everyone, whenever you mention forbidden, everyone's like twisting into form, twisting for everybody. So, so, so it's kind of cool. Appreciate that, like being kind of a when we got back together and did all those shows, made me realize that forbidden has probably about thirty-five thousand die-hard, rabid fans around the world. Yeah. that would buy anything and go to any show. And then other ones that are, oh yeah, that band's cool. Well, I'll be there if they can't, you know what I mean? It's sure. like, so, so, um, and we could still get up and go play anywhere in the world, like with 
we get you know we still go to europe and do all that shit if forbidden is still doing something you know that's so kind of great cool. yeah man yeah. i i know that craig is involved with i mean plus this whole COVID thing. I mean, that aside, I know Craig is doing the whole dress the dead thing and whatever, but is there, do you think that forbidden is going to do anything in the future? How's Russ doing by the way, anyway? Yeah. You know, um, that's a good question. And, and I need to reach out and call him because, you know, I, I have, you know, I think the last time I told him was like last year and we chatted for a while. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, I just kind of, that relationship, the whole Forbidden Band kind of, we're not as close friends. We haven't really been since years and years. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, we basically did another tour, but it was, I think when we got back together the first time, um, it was just going to do it more for the money. Right. I'm just my opinion, you know. Right. Um, okay. and, and, uh, and the when the money really wasn't there, it was more hard work. And, um, so, so, so yeah, so, so I don't think he was, he's really more passionate about it, but also, you know, it's known now that he has alcoholic drinking issue, which awesome that he's got some help for it. Yeah. But he, um, you know, I think when you're not drinking and you want to drink when you're out there sure. having fun and good time Yeah. and now he's not drinking anymore, you know, and, yeah. and the money wise, it, but I also can't speak for Russ because I, I know recently he's talked about playing. I reached out to him. I've sent him a couple of emails about, about, Hey man, you're welcome to stay up with me anytime. Yeah. So, um, that would know, be now, awesome. Now, that yeah, would be yeah, awesome. Just, really, just like another, yeah, yeah. even if it's a quote unquote, like a, like a fucking farewell tour or some shit, just one more fucking go. No, no, it'd be so cool because um, you know the shows would totally sell out. Like, some fuck of the yeah, they would. There. People would come from like parts of the world, like they did last time. Yeah, and and I and and now would be like a cool time with like to get both staff involved and maybe even Flynn and just the whole like reunion thing. And I hope it happens. You know, I know uh, Russ is dealing with some health issues too. You know, as well. So, right. so it, it's always like to me like. Like, um, you know, if the other guys want to do it, I'm down, you know, gotcha. but I'm not going to go chasing them down. Like, come on, man, let's fucking play. Yeah. Plus you're not all yeah, kids yeah. anymore. Everyone yeah, has yeah. who's married, who has kids. Who's like, yeah. Of course not, man. I get it. Life happens. I completely get it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Good, I fucking, I'm so into playing again, like over the last like three or four years. And I play more than I ever have, and I'm looking to get in another band and write songs. But I'm still totally like down a rabbit hole in my playing. Like I, I'm not sure like where I, all music is just kicking my ass right now. Yeah, and do something know, so, fucking so. different, man. Do something. Yeah, different. Yeah, doesn't yeah. It doesn't have to be a thrash band. Do something, whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Exactly. So so yeah, and then I I, I want to be able to be available too like if one of my metal brothers calls me up i'll come hang out and jam any fucking time yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. hell yeah yeah Fuck. So fucking fun so now so now twisted into form you guys toured all over the place for twisted into form right we did we did that was it, it, it was it was a long tour i think uh i think we did probably close to a year of dates 
Yeah. Over like a two year period. Like we toured like five months straight with death angel. Nice. A couple of things by ourselves, you know, it was like fucking pretty cool. Yeah. What's that? I was all, man, that was fucking insane. Of course. I'm sure you got, I'm sure you have stories that you can't even tell. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Most definitely. <laughs> so that yeah. so, so that comes out in '90. You tour, but then you go in, and then you 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 create a record that doesn't sound like. It. Then you create distortion, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like '94 ish. Weird, weird, we very weird time for thrash. It was, it was, it was, um, you know, and, and, you know, kind of actually, I might, I'm going to put my opinion out there and, and I would bet that the people that wrote a lot of the stuff on albums might disagree with me, but okay. from someone looking in, cause, cause I'm, I was never like, I didn't write anything on forbidden evil and twisted, but like distortion and green. Yes. I wrote like riffs here right. and there. And how about, how about Omega Wave? Played them in the songs. Did you write anything for Omega Wave? Omega Wave, yeah, the same thing. Like I wrote like a few riffs and like three songs. Okay. That I that I gave to Craig. So I'm, so so I can kind of like I, I kind of have my opinions on the sound of these albums since I'm kind of like on the outside looking in, watching them being written. Tell me your opinions, man. Well, well, I'm just saying like if you're asking like like the big abstract difference going from green to distortion. Sure. And, and where, where thrash was at that time, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, I could, I could hear a lot of, uh, I think around 94 when distortion came out, there was, you know, it was big at that time. Machine had biohazard. Yeah. Sick of it all. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> so, the, so there was some of those and, and, and that's what, uh, what like Craig and Steve and Tim were listening to, you know, yeah, and, and and I could hear some of that and some of the influence on distortion and green, you know. Oh, sure, bro. Ninety yeah, from like yeah. ninety two to like ninety five. Sick of it all on Biohazard was like my soundtrack, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still yeah, sick, yeah. Of it, sick of it all is like totally. my favorite hardcore band. My favorite hardcore band ever is Sick of it all. They still put out incredible yeah. shit. Always incredible live. Great guys too. So not a bad influence there. Yeah, 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 no, no, and but I think it was actually, and, and I'm just like making an observation, and um, oh. but it's like, like I think um, you know, that makes it all of the other influences that Craig and Tim had at the time. There's a little hint of trying to get that fucking feel, mm-hmm. but at the same time, throwing in all that dark, fucking metal riffs that are, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Of course, I know what you're talking. Yeah. yeah, the forbidden sound. Forbidden, forbidden sound. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Russ could pretty much do anything, so he was, you know, pretty. Yeah, that guy has some fucking pipes on him, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. That's what the Russ is just was a talent beyond belief, and just like, like to me, I always had to like struggled to play the shit and fucking Russ could be like yeah man I'll show up for a practice like before the show <laughs> like yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and, uh, and, 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 but I also, you know, th- don't think he's been singing as good as he did back then, you know, for the longest time. So I, it is a craft, I guess you have to kind of. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, did, did you go on any like extensive touring for distortion? Yeah, we actually did, uh, you know, like a whole summer kind of thing. I was, I don't know if you want to call that extensive, but we like went over to Europe for like six weeks. Uh, did a bunch of dates um did a did a bus tour in the states and a band tour in the states which was fucking killer nice um and you know we were playing with like malevolent creation and obituary and different places and stuff it was pretty cool like that was like 94 95 yeah 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 just yeah we did but it was metal was fucking no, I mean, there was no, no push from any press. Right. No radio was playing the shit. Um, yeah, there was. It was all that whole grunge shit. It was everywhere. It was fucking yeah. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, fucking Alice in Chains, sound exactly. Totally, totally. That that was kind of. I think uh, you know a lot of the bands broke up for a while, and I think Testament was the only one that like never broke up. I think. So, Probably. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Exodus took a bunch of time off and Death Angel did too. I mean, we were, when uh, we did our first U.S. tour, we came back from Europe with Sacred Reich and we jumped on the fucking Exodus Headbangers Ball. They were on that, like, they it were was playing a, with Anthrax. Yeah, it was Anthrax, Exodus, and Halloween. Oh, Halloween or, and like, Public Enemy or something too. I, th- I can't remember. Like, well, yeah. Well, that, that was the whole that was the whole Anthrax bring the noise thing. So Public Enemy had to come out with Anthrax. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 So that was uh, so like Exodus. I think was doing some off dates. So we jumped on those, and that was like the the hype of the shit. And we were playing fucking theaters, man. You know, like selling yeah. out like three thousand people and shit. Right. Sure. And then, um, then we came home and jumped on the Death Angel tour, and we sold out all the big theaters across the country. Sold out, like, but you know, so so, yeah. so it was like got to go through that just for even though it was a short period of time. Those were like, like fun as fuck. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. So listen, do you mind do you mind if I throw out a few of my sponsors real quick? Sure, please do. Thank you. Well, Matt, are you a coffee guy? Um, I sure am. Are you? I can love drinking coffee, dude. Yeah. Every morning. Wakes me up. Yeah. Well, one of my sponsors is Dead Sled Coffee. And if you go to Dead Sled Coffee.com and you put in the promo code Brooklyn Blast. You'll get 15% off your order, and any order over 60 bucks is free shipping throughout the United States. But what's cool is they're not like this foo-foo, nose-in-the-air type coffee nonsense. They're not like stuck-up coffee people. They actually work with musicians and horror movie people and shit like that. They just put it, bro, they just put out, it's officially licensed, they just put out a whole Kiss brew. Like each separate bag is each member of Kiss, they fucking did a they did a Cypress Hill brew. They've done an Elvira, the horror chick. 
fucking Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th, Robert Englund from Nightmare on Elm Street. They do like a lot of really cool shit. And it's only a couple of people that run the company. So it's a small business and follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. But if you're a coffee guy, give it a shot because they're fucking awesome. Thank you, Dead Sled. Yes. Man, for supporting blasphemous. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, (laughs) Now, this is more local, but... um, They've been around since 1992, and they've so they survived this whole pandemic shit. Um, Generation Records, it, they're one of the last on the block. Like I said, it's a vinyl, any you know, records, T-shirts, all that shit. They're located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. Um, if you cannot make it to the actual brick and mortar spot, you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com, and you can order shit online. You can follow them on Instagram at Generation Records, which is cool, though, because how many vinyl stores are there anymore? Not that many. And they survived and they're fucking awesome. And, and my, my three sponsors, I've used them and I've gone to the store way before the podcast was even in existence. So it's not like I'm, you know, peddling some shit that, you know, that I don't support anyway. Um, last but not least, New Republic Printing for... Screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. You follow them on Instagram at New Republic Printing. And if you go to newrepublicprinting.net, there's a whole drop-down menu, whatever kind of brand shirt or fucking windbreakers, girls' fucking booty shorts, whatever you want shit printed on, they could do it for you. But the best part about New Republic is, which I say this all the time, I don't even know how they stay in business for real because there's no setup fees. There are no screen fees and any, any order shit to a commercial address. Like in your case, it would be like the main office at the cemetery. If you get, if you, if you get Matt Camacho shirts delivered there, you can get 10,000 shirts made and get a hundred boxes delivered to the cemetery. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free UPS ground shipping. New Republic printing generation records and dead sled coffee. Thank you. Thank and those are my sponsors. Awesome. Yeah. What else is going on, Matt? I won't hold your houses for too much longer. A couple more minutes. No, man, you know, uh, not a lot, dude. I just, uh, my kids, I just had my daughter's graduating high school. My son's up in Oregon in college. Okay. And uh, so, so, so not a lot anymore, but I, I still call them kids, but they're grown-ups. And, of course. Uh, my girls, my, I, have, I have one kid, she's 11 years old, and she acts like she's 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. And then I'm, uh, you know, just working fucking, uh, you know, 40 hours a week at the cemetery. Uh-huh. And uh, always talking monuments and, hey, how this is what we're going to do for the family. And I'm, like, working hella harder so I could buy recording equipment. And uh, start up that new band that you're gonna create, right? Exactly. And my hobby is like playing bass. So I like my girl is like, okay, are you still practicing? Like, do 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 do. So I'm out in the garage just playing a lot. It's still, you know, I smoke a lot of weed too. Yeah. I like to get I like to get high and play bass. I that's why I kind of zone out a lot. But of course, I love it. I love it. And then um, lately, been reminiscing about some forbidden stuff. Like I just played some just a song just because it was. (laughs) Fucking a cool memory and hella fun to play when you're smoking and drinking a little. Yeah. And uh, so, 
So I'm going to reach out to, oh, uh, I think I'm supposed to play a European show in, uh, Craig said it's going on, like uh, there's a festival where um, he's got this, like he's going to do this band where there's members from different people in the festival and we're going to play like Bay Area thrash songs called Thrash International. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's at the Dynamo in in August, and I'm gonna be playing bass. Um, he told me it was on. I looked it up. I didn't see the name, but because um, the year, like right before the COVID, we were booked on that show, like 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 headlining one of the nights, and it was gonna wow. be like a few guys from different bands, like Slayer, Exodus, um, not Slayer. I'm sorry, Sepultura, Exodus. Um, mixed up with yeah. Ex- Exodus and Testament and Sepultura are still playing. Yeah. So, so that could be pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I got to reach out to Craig and see what's going on with that. Um, that sounds like so it would be a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, um, I got to start getting woodshedding some metal songs, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, playing that as good as dead the other day kind of, kind of woke up my metal thinking. And I'm yeah. like, well, so you would be doing, dead. you would be doing cover songs of all different members of the band, the band's yeah. bands, like, like a simple yeah, exactly. cover of fucking death angel. Oh, no, it's actually all old Bay area thrash. It's all like, First record, Testament, first record, uh, oh. Exodus, first record, Death Angel, first record, Forbidden Evil, for, and, and Metallica. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and there's like a couple bass players, a couple guitar, like three or four guitar players, a couple drummers. But I, I want to learn all the songs so I could just get plugged in. Wherever, oh, fuck know? yeah. So, so, uh, yeah so that was supposedly going on. Um, we got to follow up with Craig on that. And then, uh, yeah. So yeah, just playing fucking metal, working, working in the yard, doing all that shit, house stuff. Of course. You know, like, like uh, it's, it's cool, man. Yeah. Are, we're all in our 50s now, so. I'm not yet. Relax. No, not you, not you. Yeah, yeah. That's 45. Guys, right? 45. Yeah, yeah. I'm creeping up on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Shit. Well, now, check it out. This video right here goes up raw on YouTube, just the way it is on YouTube and on the Facebook group. But then the audio version, I put on like my little intro and it goes everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, wherever, wherever it is. But now I have to ask you to pick one or two forbidden songs that I will tack on to the end of the audio version of this episode of the Brooklyn Blast Friends. Your episode, your pick, yeah. your songs, it's all on you. Do you, uh, do you are you talking about two records or, or whatever what, I want to pick? Whatever you want. You know, what is the last time on Green? It's probably one of my favorite. What song? Because uh, you got muffled. Uh, what is the last time or... Um, okay. This is the last time. I can't even remember the name of the song. <laughs> it's the first song on green on green where uh this is where uh when is the last time or where is the last oh my god i'm so embarrassed <laughs> i can't remember the name of the song don't kill me that guy but it's the first song on green okay um, and then um wait what else would be really cool 
If you want to just throw in a part of chalice of blood in there. I'm not going to put it on a pod. I'm not going to put it on a pod. The whole thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Chalice of Blood is is a classic. That it's a classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I love that bass playing too. But I could list a list a whole bunch of others. And, and that's, well, of that's course you can, too. man. They're yeah, your yeah, songs, of course. It's like it's like picking between your children. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. There's a um, um, some of my favorite bass parts uh, too on Omega Wave. I even forget about that album now. And it's the newest one. I know. What's up with that? Behind the, behind the Mask is dope too, as well. Behind the Mask? I'll put on three of them. Cool. cool. Right on. I don't care. <laughs> this is free form, man. I don't care. I got it. So now, do you want to? I mean, when I was speaking to Craig, he said that he was going to make a forbidden Instagram page, but he hasn't done that yet, which I'm shocked. There isn't a forbidden Instagram page, but you're on Instagram at Maddie Camacho, right? Um, uh, you know, it's funny is I, I just fucking kind of pop on there once in a while and, uh, you know, posted some of my videos and shit Yeah, just for fun. But I didn't, didn't realize you got a hashtag and do all that. You don't kind have of shit. to. You don't have to. I think that I'm just saying that's why I only have like a hundred followers, you know? Like, no, you have like over a thousand and some shit. No, yeah. you know, I'm just, just, just saying it's like, like, but no, I'm, I'm like fucking, in other words, I'm just kind of clueless about that shit. Right. Which we shouldn't be. We, uh, periodically, me and Craig have always say, yeah, man, we got to do it. You know, Forbidden's got to do this and that. And I'm talking to this guy about our royalties and doing this. And, and I just kind of, it just really kind of blow it off. But yeah, uh, you know, I always was thinking like, like we should bootleg our own fucking records since so many other damn people right. Do. You're damn and right. You should. It. Fuck yeah. It. It's like it, it's like if the people that put out distortion don't exist anymore, but there are shit selling online, we should fucking encourage it. Fucking you got damn right. Come, at, come after us. Fuck you guys. Like, exactly. You know, what are you gonna take anyway? Fun dollars and shit, you know, exactly. Yeah. And dude, and you know what would like, be crazy? If if you guys fucking made merch, you guys would sell fucking forbidden merch hand over fist like yeah, crazy. Yeah. I, I know like like Rob Flynn has our merch company and sells some of it, but it, it actually he paid us fucking several thousand dollars, which is kind of cool, man. Fucking Craig broke me off a big chunk of fucking uh, that shit. But yeah, no, that because I was selling forbidden merch. I was in charge of sending everything out during Omega Wave. Yeah. Yeah. We were basically a, a t shirt selling company, you know? Yeah, dude. Because people love that merchandise and the metal stuff. Hell yeah. Um, dude, that's yeah, all yeah, I yeah. own. I, that's all I own. It's like 95% is old t shirts, and like, it's like everything is a band shirt. Everything. So, kind of like sick of social media now. Like, I don't Me even want to like go on there and like maintain a page and. Yeah, well, that's that's to my own our own detriment. I, right. I I'm a more of a talker than doer on that because I've been sure, all no, yeah, I get it. Do this and, 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 and uh, like, yeah. Oh, I get it, dude. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm so sick of so much of it. But the only reason why I'm pretty much on is because of this to promote this and do this. Yeah. If I didn't have this, I wouldn't be on there at all. Yeah. Nobody cares about what I'm eating. Nobody cares about my opinion. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, I went fucking, I was posting a lot of shit on social media for a long time and I'm just kind of, kind of, it ran its course. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm, done, I'm done with that shit, you know? Yeah. Well, like real forbidden, life. Yeah, Forbidden would take, I think would, it's funny, we, we'll talk about it sometimes, but Craig only has so much time because he does his other bands and does other shit. Yeah. And I fucking like to come home and I don't want to fucking be on a site updating forbidden shit, which I probably should. Hey, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, go in your garage, you go in your garage, you smoke and you play bass. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's that's my spare time <laughs> and hang out with my girl as much as I can. You know? There you go. But awesome. No, no, I'm, we should, we should have that kind of stuff, you know. It's just uh it was funny that like I didn't even know I was um I posted something on the Forbidden Facebook page for the first time. Oh shit. And I go, I go, because I didn't know I had I was like, oh cool, I could post whatever I want. And da, da, da. and I guess I was added on to the, the link, right? Yeah. So I put my bass playing up there and it got like eight thousand plays already. That's I'm awesome. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah man yeah, totally but i don't even like go on the, i haven't went on that page and looked around it for a year you know since it's been at least for like man maybe like 10 years yeah it's a great yeah, pro- yeah. if it's if social media is great for promoting stuff if that's what you're there for you can get caught up in all the other yeah. bullshit but as a promotional tool it's great because that's that's what it is now days of standing outside of a club hanging out handing out flyers are long gone yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fuck. Oh. Totally, man. Yeah, yeah. It, if we ever uh, do something again, definitely I want to fucking set that shit up. And it'll probably happen. Sometime That's awesome. Soon. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Well, I won't hold you hostage any longer. I'm glad we finally got this. And dude, uh, thank you so much for, you know, you must be fucking a true fan because you're doing this shit and you reached out to people and you, you messaged me a second and third time. And I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me tell some stories. Of course, dude, I do this shit strictly for fun. If I get a free cup of coffee, you know, a free bag of coffee, that's about it. I don't do this for money. I don't pay bills with this. I do it because I love it. And I have the opportunity to speak with people that, that if you would have told me in 1990, that one day I would be talking to Matt Camacho from forbidden. I'd be like, what, what are you fucking high? You know what I mean? So like things like this and I don't pander to anybody. I do what I want. And I speak to people that, that I feel like speaking to if they give me the time. So I appreciate your time, dude. Thank you so much. And best wishes. I'll be checking you out and following you and stuff from here on out. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to be doing the same. I'm going to go hit you up on everything. If I'm not already, I got to double check. (laughs) All right, brother. Take care. Thank Thank you, you, Matt.
Turn against him.